The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is Thursday, April the 5th, 2012. <laughs> and, um, well, this is a long weekend, Webcology. Uh, you know one of the ways you can tell that the search marketing industry is getting really, 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 really busy, at least for, for the old guard? Uh, Dave <laughs> Davies and I don't, well, you can tell because Dave Davies and I don't have time to schedule a host during the week, and... You know, suddenly Thursday sneaks up on us, and oh my god, we got a radio show. So, so today is another one of those days where David and I are just going to be talking about stuff, but it's a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, let's see, we got Facebook going search, we got Facebook becoming a e-commerce platform, we have Google bringing augmented reality to an eyeball n- very near you. Um, what else we got out there? Ah, Google, 50, alg- uh, 50 new signals in the Google algorithm they announced last month. Um... I think that should keep us going for an hour. <laughs> that shouldn't. If not, there's other stuff I'm sure we'll just fire it in. But let's let's start with that list and work our way forward. So where would you like to start on that uh, on that point? Sounds like a Facebooky kind of moment. Well, it is a Facebooky kind of moment. And, you know, even if Dave and I hadn't been running around like dogs all week, running our businesses, doing our things, and making our clients very, very happy, um, we wouldn't have been able to get a guest for this segment anyway, because Facebook is an information lockdown right now in, uh, uh, in ahead of a, a, a pending announcement on an IPO. Um, and so they wouldn't have been able to talk about two... Uh, delicious ideas slash potential rumors that are out there about Facebook, one of which um, seems like a natch to me, Facebook aping Amazon, Facebook becoming an e-commerce platform. Dave, um, you, you turned me on to this article earlier this morning. What, what do you think about that? I think it's, a, it's an interesting article. Um, it's over on uh, routers.com, so you know, head over there if you go into the technology section. Right now, it's the first one, but you know, if you're listening to podcasts, you might have to dig a little bit. Um, and it, in the article, they discuss some efforts that have been made, but really it's about um, the push um, by shareholders on Facebook to try and diversify um, their revenue streams. Right? right now, it's 85% from advertising. You know, and and we all know, you know, you watch Google, you know, that doesn't work very well, right? So, um, but the the big push is is on Facebook right now from the shareholders to diversify. You know, no problem with that. One of the ideas being, um, you know, they they should launch a, a you know f- further into uh, into e commerce. It, it does chronicle, you know, like gaps uh, efforts, and that didn't really work and and stuff like that. But um, to me, when I'm looking at it, these individual little failures that they mention, um, you know, aren't Aren't so much. Facebook isn't viewed as an e-commerce place yet. So, for for something to not work quite quite right at this stage, when one company tries to do it, 
to me that that isn't any sort of signal one way or the other as to as to whether it would work as a, on a larger scale like on a, on a facebook wide scale um personally i i think it's uh th- there's certain risks facebook could be facing you know at the same time you don't want to you don't want to tick off that 85 percent that you've got right now um right you're selling ads right now well if you're if you're selling you know facilitating the the sale of the products directly on your site what happens to that advertising revenue mm-hmm. um but at the same time as a user um i think to myself everybody i know is on there wouldn't it be great if i was looking at a product and i could just click one button and go basically to all my friends posted to my wall does anybody use this right has anybody bought this is there any feedback on this um you know and and publish my reviews directly in there i mean you you've got you've got a place where everybody in the world is um you know even if they bought it at a store people review their stuff on facebook because people use facebook just what well, you've seen it i've seen it because they they feel like they want to say stuff <laughs> you know you we've all seen that is is people just using social media not to say anything important just to say something um so to give them this this directed area i think there could be some huge advantages for consumers um uh, in in having this this massive network of people that we know all linked up together all able to to share information and i would bet they would do really really well let me ask you a question. Let, let, let me sure. throw a question in here. Um, Facebook is a platform where we share a heck of a lot of information about ourselves. And, of course, Facebook tracks all of it and retains all of that and um, allows app makers to have access to uh, either limited or, or lots of amounts of it. Um, but the question is, why does Facebook itself have, have to be the e-commerce platform? Why couldn't Facebook, just as a scenario to throw out, uh, buy one of the old shopping search engines um, and uh, just use the incredible amount of user data it gets to funnel recommend to funnel either users towards a recommendation or recommendations towards users and then you know use the back end of the shopping search engine which let's face it there you know when's the last time you were at next tag um, <laughs> you know <laughs> I, and, you know, it's funny. I can only think of Shopzilla and Nextag. And, like, four or five years ago, you and I could have wrapped off the names of a dozen shopping search engines just by memory. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe I'm having a senior moment or a middle-aged moment or something. But I'm telling you, I, I have Shopzilla and Nextag, and I'm drawing a blank on the rest of them. So why doesn't Google buy one of those rest of them? Or not Google, I'm sorry, Facebook, buy one of those rest of them. Um, use it as a platform and just, uh, you know, exploit even further the extraordinary data they got. Well, I think that's a that's a great idea. I mean, and you know, you've done your your share. I mean, we're we're going back like a, a decade here, but um, you've got a, a lot of familiarity with with the power of of affiliate uh, marketing. You know, I sure. I certainly do. I mean, and and Facebook, yeah. I mean, if they if they wouldn't even have to take the risk of having warehouses and stuff like that's right. Like you, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is just facilitating the, the display of these products and giving me a place to do them and review them and ask opinions of them and, and stuff like that, um, you know, connected to everybody. I know because one of the real limitations to me um, of sites like Next Tag and, and these sorts of things, I mean, heck, even, you know, I, I buy a lot of stuff, I guess, free plug for them from uh, NCIX here in, in Canada. I think they have some American offices. Anyway, 
going in and looking at their reviews, I don't know any of these people. Right? I'll ask about this router or you know whatever this this raid card or you know, whatever. Um, but I, I don't know these people. Sure, I know they buy from the same place I do, but but I don't actually know them. Um, but to be able to go out and and already have this pre-established network where everybody I know is. Um, already and, and be able to ask, you know, is this a good one? Is that a good one? You know, or here's a problem I have. What switch should I buy? Right? I mean, I'm getting a little geeky here. You know, okay, what pair of Nike shoes should I buy? Whatever. Um, to have this this point of contact where everybody I know is and, and, and where Google can, you know, sort of both predict what I'm going to want based on what other people have, where I can ask and where I can show reviews with a preference to people that I know. You know, I'm looking at the new iPhone. Is it worth it? You know, here they are. Um, but carry, you know, if we can carry, they can sort of carry that um, forward. And, and as you say, um, you know, if they just purchased another shopping, uh, you know, sort of shopping engine, they don't actually have to carry the overhead. Um, they can just, you know, make a percentage of each thing they do, but provide a better, a much better interface than anybody else could because of their their knowledge of how people are all connected. So, I think I think it's kind of a kind of a big win for Facebook. You know, somebody over there is thinking about it, and I, I do mm-hmm. think it could be pretty powerful if they launched into it. Okay, so I mean, that may well be coming down the pipes. But another thing that's coming down the pipes that is, uh, I, I'd be blown away if this didn't happen. It's rumor. Okay, so uh, big rumor alert. Take this as a rumor. Spelt the Canadian way with a U, by the way. Um, Facebook getting into search. Like, Facebook is kind of, sort of, a searchy engine. But, um, you know, um, I'm not sure what to... What, what what to make of how, how, how does Facebook act as a search engine? I, uh, inside, I content? inside content is this walled garden search. Like this, this, these are the questions running through my head. Well, you, you know what? I, I think that's that's kind of the the problem that you and I are are facing right now. Is what exactly would this mean? <laughs> what exactly is this? Um, I mean, if they were running a, you know, if they were running a search engine and it was based on, you know, in part uh, or, or in the largest scale, links that have been dumped in there, you know, more priority given to links that people have, have put in and, you know, crawling the content that they're linking to. Um, I think this could be a good move on Facebook's part, both searching their internal content and taking the effort of crawling sort of you know, everything that's linked to from Facebook users and then ranking it based on, you know, how close are, you know, something that you published, say, would show up in my search results higher than somebody I don't know, but you do, right? Where where they could then help prioritize these sets of results. But I think if they try and go toe-to-toe and crawl the web and, 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 and try and actually, you know, create a search engine like Google... Um, I mean, I, I think that'd just be like watching a car crash in slow motion for the second or, time, right? I mean, or, it's, or it like watching, faster. or like watching the development of Google Plus. I mean, like <laughs> Facebook trying to be Google is as stupid as Google trying to be Facebook. Yeah, I mean that that could really be a um, you know sort of a death knell of of sorts, right? I mean, I don't think it would ruin Facebook permanently, but it would definitely be a black eye. You, you, they can't possibly do it as as well. I guess I shouldn't also, say that that way, but I would suggest it's a major major departure in the uh, traditional modus operandi of Facebook, where you know they'll allow users, Facebook users, to direct um, other Facebook users out of the Facebook ecosystem. 
Although, as you, you'll notice, they're trying to retain you within the ecosystem with the Facebook Reads program, you know, like right. a bunch of major newspapers. I never click on that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, I'll, I'll type the URL into my, into my browser, into a new tab in my browser, and go over there rather than let Facebook know what I'm reading. And I don't know why that I draw the line there. I mean, like, it's a, it's a draw the line in a whole bunch of different places with Facebook. That's where I draw one of my lines. But, again, Facebook tra- traditionally wants to keep you within their ecosystem. They allow, the, they allow users to, ref- to reference you out of the ecosystem back to the open web again. But if Facebook starts a search engine, like, that doesn't seem in line with what the company has been doing. It's true, but we can all think, I mean, you know, let's just go with the simplest possible example and talk, you know, go frames, right? I mean, just, just to you know, keep it simple for everybody. Um, but we can think of lots of different ways that Facebook could, could be delivering this content in ways that doesn't actually pull you off of um, Facebook, right? I mean, you, officially, you know, you send you over to New York Times, but basically keep you with the, you know, headers and navigation. So, hey, you can get right back to where, uh, to where you, you were. <laughs> To add to the rumor mill, Facebook uses frames. As you brought up rumor mill again, that, and that's that's fantastic because all of this is we don't actually know what direction they're going. It may just be an internal search, which would be you know okay, they're already kind of doing that, and would it would it you know. That ain't going to really add a lot to, to the user experience. So, um, you know, in part, if they do decide to extend this out a little bit, though, I mean, the, you and I know this as, as truth. There's one area where Facebook is not the main launching point, right? I mean, a lot of people use Facebook as their homepage. A lot of people spend more time on Facebook than Google. But there's one thing that you'll go to Google for all the time that you won't go to Facebook for, and that is to find the things outside of Facebook. Um, so if Facebook can then become where you go to find that stuff too, you know, what are they going to start pulling, um, for user data? And that's all this is. It's just a fight for user information, right? So, I mean, if they can also be providing this link out, even if it's not a full crawl like Google is, but it's just a search of everything Facebook users are linking to, you could probably get a good, a good index out of that, (laughs) Um, you know, even if you were deciding to limit it to that and go, we're, we're going to show you stuff based on what your friends think about th- certain things. And the, you know, and if coincidentally, or at the same time they were launching into e-commerce, well, what else is there that I'm really looking for, right? Other than stuff that people I know are publishing and talking about, um, and, and product stuff. I mean, as an average, you know, you and I look up weird stuff, but as as an average user, that that could be a fairly a fairly sizable win. I know when I'm doing, say, my radio show on Thursdays, and I'm looking for a couple of news items to talk about. Where would I go first? The generic news of Google, or would I go to Facebook and look uh, look up what all my other SEO friends are are talking about? You know, everybody links to the stuff they're publishing. I would end up with almost most you know a, a good sizable chunk of the stuff that's available filtered down to the people that I like. <laughs> and, and what they published, and, and the people that I respect, um, so there there could be a fairly sizable win if they if they do it right. But I think if they go toe to toe with Google, they're they're just well, they, they shouldn't. Uh, that would just be a horrible idea. No, and as a matter of fact, we have uh, we, we've only got a few minutes before we got to go to a break. But we you know what we have that we have a great example of what happens when you try to dilute your company mission. And I only want to spend a couple seconds on it because um, you know. These jokers, we talk about these jokers way too much anyway. Um, Yahoo laid off 2,000 people <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. 
14,000 head count down to 12,000 head count. And, um, I mean, you think of how Yahoo's focus diffused so badly from like 19, or 2003 onwards. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like it is today with Google. It was Yahoo's game to lose at one time. And um, same warning for Facebook. Diffuse too far too fast without actually having a plan to um, continue promoting your core um, competency, your core relevancy. Um, you will start, you're all shedding headcounts and becoming the butt of jokes and uh, that sort of thing. Um, it's, it's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sad about what's happening with Yahoo as much as we uh, make jokes about it. But you know the really weird thing about this that, that uh, I'm speculating a lot on? What's that? Yahoo is moving away from R&D and moving away from search itself. Now, about, you know, about, uh, this time last year we were talking about how Yahoo and the deal with, with, with Microsoft had, had moved Yahoo away from search. But in fact, it hadn't. It had just moved Yahoo's um, concentration on search over into Microsoft's camp. Right. It was still Yahoo concentrating on search. So Yahoo has just laid off like 2,000 out of 14,000. Uh, I'm not going to do the exact math on it, but that feels like about an eighth of the headcount. <laughs> well, you might want to keep your finger on the button there, Brasco, because I've got to ask this question. What does that do to their deal with Microsoft? Are they able to meet their commitments? Is the deal with Microsoft imperiled? Are we going to be going back to a 2.5 search engine world? Or is there going to be this big purple cow up for play again? You know? Um. There's there's a point of speculation, and will they screw it up again? There's another question. Okay, no, no, no speculation on that one. Of course they will. <laughs> of course they will. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what? It's it's. I think those of us that have been in the in the SEO community as as long as say you and I have, um, you do sort of look back and and you hear news like this uh, about Yahoo and. Yes, it's it's kind of fun to pick on them, and and I mean it's you know it's it's just there to be had. But there is you, you touched on it earlier. There is a, a bit of sadness, and my heart does go out to uh, to those two thousand. I mean, of course, it's gonna it sucks to you know lose your job. Um, but on the other, you know, at, at the same, it, it I, I feel bad for Yahoo out of this. Like, it's it's always been kind of nice to have Yahoo around, right? It, it was a weird one. It was like when GeoCity shut down. It was like, but. But kind of oh they were there. God, the you just compared right? Yahoo. You just compared <laughs> Yahoo to GeoCities. Oh my God, how far they have fallen! <laughs> yeah, valid point. Valid, valid point. Uh, maybe I should have gone ask right or something like that. Something that okay, had a little cool. More, no See, ask we ask we have under under Skip Patel and under um oh what's his name? Damn, losing a really swell fellow too, and it's been so long. Anyway, under under the old management, ask had so much respect. Not from yeah. the users, but from the SEO community. Ask an uber respect for, for the former Ask. Yeah, well, and I would argue from other search engines, too, because they would wait, Ask would do something awesome, and then they'd copy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we all remember, you know, when they had the, the binoculars and this. So, yeah, anyways, we're, we're getting uh, getting a bit, a bit mm-hmm. uh, off of that subject. Okay, we're going to have to... We're going to have to jump to commercial break in a second, but before we do, I got a quick message from the studio um, asking us to give shout-outs to listeners tuning in from Puerto Rico, from Hawaii, Iraq, Spain, and from Australia. So, all you listeners tuning in from Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Iraq, Spain, and Australia, um, go to bed. 
What are you doing? <laughs> well, uh, Puerto Rico, I get it. But, like, guys, it's the middle of the night. Um, um, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. That's, that's wonderful. We have a podcast. Um, you can catch it at least an hour. Um, but... But because you're in so many acts, I'm going to subject you to this. Friends, you're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. We're going to be back in a few moments, but first we're going to do these commercial messages. Soon. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries into the 16th Annual International Web Award Competition. Independent judges from around the world recognize the best websites from nearly 100 industries. Web Awards winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Awards site. You can't win if you don't enter. Sign up now at www.webaward.org. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined, as always, by Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Um, I guess we're, we're going to launch back. It's just speaking of, uh, of stupid stuff that, uh, you know, uh, people or, or companies shouldn't do, which we were kind of touching on there for, uh, for just a second, um, we're going to launch in here with uh, Project Glass, uh, or, or a little news about Project Glass. Uh, you can go over to YouTube, uh, you know, <laughs> check Project Glass. Jim, what, what, are, you, what are you thinking? I, I'm just thinking stupid crap that shouldn't happen but uh what are your thoughts i'm on the other side of the fence on this one um wow you mean like i can like be online walking down the street this is um this is the kind of stuff i've been saying was coming for years now um you know like 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 wrap around glasses okay uh to take a step back uh google glasses 
that what they're calling it? Google Glasses, Google Goggles, Google whatever, is, um, well, it's basically eyewear that connects you to the Internet as you move about. You're always on. You always have, this, always have the reference, the search reference. It's voice controlled. And um, you look rather cyborgish. But I'm amused by this. Um, you know, when you think about wearable devices, you, see, you think about the, uh, the geeky geniuses at the, at the Apple store with the iPods attached to their arms. That's clunky. Um, I can see this being a privacy mess, and I can see a lot of people invading their own privacy wearing them, but I'm really <laughs> amused by this. Uh, I mean, you are right there. It's it's a little more, uh, you know, uh, Jordy from Star Trek Next Generation, a little less Leela from Futurama than we've got going on right now. But, um, you know, I, the, when I first watched the video on it, um, you know, and, and sort of saw it, I, my, my first instinct was, of course, and for anybody who's seen the video yet, um, what, my first instinct was to kind of pick on hipsters because <laughs> they're very much <laughs> on the wow. forefront of, of this video, um, which I thought the, interesting. But yeah, these are people who like to who, who think that everybody likes to know what they're up to all the time. So you know, yeah, they they would definitely be early adopters of this. Um, the the fun, but a little less uh, you know focused on the geeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, my first. You know, after I got over the the influx of hipsters and ukuleles and the thing, um, I, I I had this you know initial you know I'm a geek right hey this is this is cool this this is a neat thing um, and then thought about it just a little bit more and thought of myself driving down the street and having something pop in front of my in front of my face um, saw myself trying to wander down the street getting distracted at least when I'm looking down at my phone texting I'm aware that I'm completely oblivious and so are the people around me <laughs> <laughs> we all know that this person is not paying attention. Um, and then you bring up something that I wasn't even really, really thinking of there for a second, which was um, the the disaster of privacy. I mean, this thing, you know, judging from what they're they're envisioning it at, um, this thing's got a camera to see what you can see. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> is this what I want? I mean, I'm sure, you know, you'd have the turn it on, turn it off sort of thing. Um, but do I really, do I trust anything? <laughs> that would have that that capability um, built into it. Do I do I really? Even if I turn it off, knowing that this thing remotely can be turned on, do I mm-hmm. really trust that um, that technology? Um, the the answer a resounding no. I mean, you and I have discussed privacy a lot. You're right. As a technology, it looks very very cool. I don't see how a lot of these things would function. Like you know, things are popping up, and he's you know, it shows two buttons, and he clicks accept. How did he click accept? What did he, did he look down at the accept and it, it like what what what's initiating these things? But you know, let's say it's got you know pupil tracking or whatever, so it, it sees you look and, and decides to go with that, and then uses the voice activation. Um, not only are we all going to look insane walking down the street talking to ourselves without even like a little headset thing in there, um, but yeah, the, the the massive privacy concerns on this thing are are, are just, I mean, just astronomical. On the other hand, Dave, I know I know for a fact that a year from now, um, I'll be watching your Google Plus video of you burning down a Whistler ski slope from a first-person point of view. That's going to happen. I know it. 100% guarantee it. Oh, well, I mean, here, here's the thing. I think it's something that, that shouldn't happen. Uh, I, I think it, it'll look 
kind of kind of ridiculous on on a lot of people. I think it's overall a bad idea, and I'd probably be one of the first people to have one. Now, <laughs> and that's because it is a new technology, and 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 I, you know, sorry, we all are we're drawn to these things because this is this is what we do, um, and you know, I mean, almost as part of our job, or at least that's how we can justify it. We need to do these things, <laughs> and so you know, the really big sales point on this, eh? You know how Google Search has autocomplete? Mm. Now, I've heard rumors. These are just rumors, but I've heard rumors that Google is going to be introducing an auto-undress feature into the Google Glasses. So you can just glance at somebody and Google, <laughs> you know, judges their size and stuff and lets you undress them with, their eye, with your eyes. Okay, you know what? I, I'm betting that Google won't do that, but you know. You know some app developer <laughs> is going to do that. So you're walking down the street. And <laughs> That'll, okay, Jim, you, you, you may want to buy that domain and trademark that because I have a feeling that will be uh, one of the most popular $100 apps in the, <laughs> available in the app store. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just a funny thing. I, I think it's, you know, overall, it's a, it's a horrible idea. But as I say, I, I'd end up buying one, so should they make them? I guess so, because I'd end up getting one, even though I think it's a bad idea and has privacy concerns. Um, well, you know, the, the CEO of Yahoo, Tim, yeah, I can't see uh, wearing it all the time. The other, there's bound to be an app. There will be an app for that, Tom. There will be an app for that. But, you know, the um, Yahoo uh, un- unveiled a new iteration of the iPhone last week, and... At the uh, at the unveiling, uh, their new their new CEO and I really should be frantically looking this up on the internet before I before I totally screw up his name. I know his name's Tim something. Anyway, um, thanks, Dave. <laughs> he he announced that we are in a post PC world. That um, over sixty five percent of Apple's revenues in two thousand eleven came from handheld devices, from iPhones, iPads, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and not from selling their remarkable um, Apple computers, desktop or laptop computers. He says it's a post PC world, and you know Google Glasses and other forms of like wearable augmented reality. Well, I mean that seems, seems like a natch to me. Mm-hmm. Scott Thompson. Oh, my goodness. Scott Thompson, the Queen of Scotland. I should have remembered that. Um, <laughs> Scott Thompson's a Canadian, a Canadian actor, uh, but he's also a different Scott Thompson is the, the, the uh, CEO of, of Yahoo. But it's the CEO of Google, of Apple we're looking for. Mm. Ah. Right. <laughs> Got myself distracted. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're in a post-PC world. It, it makes absolute sense to have... Uh, to see the development of smaller and smaller and smaller devices that still, you know, leave you absolutely Tim Cook, thank you, that leave you absolutely uh, 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 connected to the web. Um, but yeah, you you, you talked about uh, uh, driving whilst you know. Uh, let, let, let's just sum this up really quickly. Driving under any augmented reality is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Bad idea. Well, well, well said, sir. Um, okay, moving right along. Let's stick with Google for a sec. We we're uh, we're a good ten minutes out from the next break. So um, Google's been doing a kind of uh, you know, and it's funny. On one sense, it feels like Google's trying to undercut us as SEOs, left, right, and center. But in another sense, they're opening up. They're talking about new 
ranking signals, and they're opening, talking publicly about new ranking signals, new uh, little tweaks to their algorithm. And um, they announced a new round of uh, search quality highlights, 50 of them for, mu- for March. And I'm going to throw the uh, link into the Webmaster Radio chat room. Um, so you folks in Puerto Rico, Iraq, um, Australia, or, and several other places who are listening live, this is, this is why you do. Um, and the uh, people listening on podcast, it's over at uh, Google's official uh, search blog, Google Inside Search. Um, search quality highlights, 50 changes. So we're covering things like uh, changes to autocomplete, better indexing of profile pages, um, uh, 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 improvements in the freshness of video results, um, tweaks to handling of anchor text, and a whole number of different different items. Um, I guess I want this to go sort of two different directions. Uh, Dave, the... Last question I'm going to ask is what you think of some of these some of these changes that you see on this list because it's a really long list. But yeah, before I ask that, what do you think about Google giving us all this information? They didn't used to do this. Why? They sure didn't. Why? Um, yeah, I mean they they used to just do more of a uh, well. You, you remember the dance, right? Every four to six weeks. Hey, here you go. Suck it up. Wasn't good. Well, wait four to six weeks, and uh, we'll do something else on you. Um, and yeah, they they they're really being clear, and, and I think it's really bright how they're doing it. Um, because you know, people like you or I look and go, "Wow, they're being you know really transparent," and they are. They're giving us quite a bit of information, but they're giving us nothing useful, right? I mean, nothing that we can actually go, "Oh, okay, now now I can I can game this." <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it's you know we're treating synonyms different we're looking at the freshness of pages different we're looking at you know these sorts of things just really really bright and if you read between the lines of some of the things and I'll, I'll get into you know my take on individual points there um, in just a minute but um, if you read between the lines you can start to glean some of what they're actually working towards and I, I think that's that's what's really really useful about these you know especially if you've been around for for a little while and you can sort of go Okay, but what do they mean? Like, let's look at this and let's compare it to last month's. And okay, what what direction are we seeing this head in? Um, you know, kind of thing. And 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 where are they? Where are the flaws? Right? And what what are areas we should pull back? And you know, where should we be searching for for new things? I think their um, changes in in uh, the use of synonyms and things like that is 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 great. I mean, there there were some problems there. Nice to see that they're addressing them. Um, but I don't think they're giving us any tickets. Um, in unless you can sort of glean from it. And even then, if you're reading between the lines, you're not getting any like, hey, here's a, a part of the algorithm. It's like, oh, I guess i got to make my site better again. <laughs> like, it's all the stuff they'd want you to do is what they're telling you to do. So, um, well, But yeah. I, I do like it. Um, but, the, I mean, the, I, I, no, I, I agree with you that we're not getting um, any deep insights into the, al- into the algorithms themselves, no. But um, it does show us areas that, that Google engineers are concerned about. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, there's going to be something in here that a web marketer can look at and go, you know, my client was thinking of something along these lines, or my client's doing something like that, and it looks like Google wants to, um, where was it, the video in uh, Universal Results, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, there's 50, uh, 50 annotated 
notes here, and I scrolled up. There we are. Uh, simplification. Uh, well, okay. We'll talk. Uh, improvements to freshness in Video Universal. Uh, Google's improved the freshness of video results to better detect stale videos and return fresh content. So that just told me that um, the very large um, plumbing and uh, 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 home supply store that I work online store that I work with, they have a number of videos that were produced about a year ago that are up online. This told me that I've got to start talking to them about producing and putting up new videos like now. Well, there's there's that. I mean, this is you know, I mean, you're hitting on a really really good point here because in their on their list over at uh, insidesearch.blogspot.ca um, is where is where I am right now. And in their list, towards the bottom of it is also more precise detection of old pages. Mm-hmm. Um, with with you know de- for for detecting stale pages versus versus newer ones, and it's interesting because I'm seeing this now, and and as I've discussed, you know, over the I don't know how many shows we've done here, what eight hundred thousand. Um, anyway, o- over the series of shows, I've talked about patents, you know, a few times, and and how I like them for for sort of predicting. This one's spot on to um, some of the uh, patents that they've they filed for, and some of the things they've talked about. And what I'd be interested to know, and of course they don't discuss it in here, is in the patents that they're filing, it's also for or, or that they filed, and I can't remember specifically which one it is, but it's it's a couple years old now. Um, they're talking about figuring out which content does go stale versus which doesn't, right? Like if it, if it's a write up about you know the American Civil War, something written five years ago may be as accurate and 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 you know right. useful yeah, absolutely. as something written today. So okay, which which of you know should that one stale out or or should fresher content be? You know, uh, be rewarded. Whereas, you know, it's a great you know thesis piece at, at Harvard or something. You know, that one should still rank, even though it might be a few years old. So, uh, they don't talk about whether they're sorry. Well, I was going to say, where conversely, an article on um, the best way to prepare a website for visibility in major search engines like Google or Bing, the five-year-old article might be just a little stale. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, you know, the the thing is they talked about, and, and as you were, were bringing up a great point, um, you know, you're, you're looking at the video side, well, we know those go stale fast. Um, and the only reason is, is the technology to make them gets better and better. <laughs> so something that's two years old, three years old, it may have the, the, the same content base, but you can make better stuff now. So... Yeah, I think in video it'll be even more impactful than it would. Where, yeah, if I was watching a ten-year-old documentary on on the American Civil War, I would assume that today we've got better webcams. We got <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna turn this into a into a better thing. So I think videos will stale out much much faster than content will, um, just because it it bases also not just on information but on the technology that's presenting that information. So. Well, absolutely. Um, and, um, and total side note, uh, I was listening to CBC yesterday, CBC Radio, and uh, they were talking about uh, Neil Young. Okay, Now, this, this relates to video. Okay, Believe it or not, this, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loop this back into video and technologies. Neil Young has got a big problem with MP3s. He hates them. He, 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 he doesn't think that uh, the sound quality is the same. And he's right, because in a, in a compressed MP3... You get about a tenth of the audio information you would get in an LP or a master tape. Mm-hmm. So apparently Neil Young has just registered six patents in conjunction with Apple. He was working directly with Steve Jobs on this apparently. 
on a new audio compression technique. So we're talking about the old Civil War documentary, a great Ken Burns documentary made 10 years ago compared to one of those new Battle Castle documentaries where they're using animation and, you know, <laughs> computer gener- CGI and, you know, some, some just amazing graphics that I'd love to have seen somebody like Ken Burns playing with when in, in his great heyday. Um, Ken Burns, the, the great American video historian. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's going to be a whole new level of freshness, and that is what saves us the most money in serving up the result and in serving up the content. And mm-hmm. clearly, something that's much better compressed, but still is a, is a richer experience, will be, you know... This is how technology makes good stuff unfresh, good stuff stale. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I can I can see. Okay, we are going to uh, take a quick break here. I want to come back. There's there's some more stuff to talk about about the uh, 50 changes. We got a few other things to talk about. Uh, also, Twitter, link weirdness that has been reported today. I want to talk about link weirdness. All right, and we will uh, we will cover that. So we'll be back in just a couple minutes. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, joined as always by Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with. F- Whoa. You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, the 5th of April, 2012. It's 2.45 p.m. live time, on Eastern live time, 11.45 a.m. Eastern live time, or Pacific live time. <laughs> if you're listening on podcast, who the hell knows what time it is. Um, we're coming back. We're going to be, we got about 10 minutes left. And um, something I want, I want to touch on is uh, William Cross from Edmonton on Facebook this morning noted that, uh, well, he noted some pretty heavy link weirdness. Um, for the last couple of weeks, Google has been sending out notices via Webmaster Tools. I, I haven't seen one yet, but I hear they're out there. Um, about, unnat- quote-unquote, unnatural linking practices. Um, now, I'm, say- I'm not saying I didn't get one because um, I'm a better link builder than anybody else. I may have dodged a bullet. But I think I know the reason why I didn't get one because there's a specific technique I didn't use. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not positive it's the reason. But um, apparently, in William's research, he's found a way to sort of link it back to blog comments that were actually rejected by the blog webmaster. So that means these blog comments were sitting in like uh, in, in 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 stasis over at like WordPress or Joomla or Drupal or wherever until the blog administrator decided to um, promote it or reject reject promote the comment and reject the comment. And you know, as you know, anyone who runs a blog knows that ninety percent of your comments are spam anyway. Well, <laughs> William Cross noticed that many of the um, unnatural links seem to be stemming back to rejected blog comments, making people like me go, what the hell? How could Google possibly know that? It never went live to web. It shouldn't be spiderable, should it? Like, okay, first question. Dave, have you, have you any of your clients, like anyone you know, gotten uh, a notice from Google saying uh, bad links, bad links? Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny, we actually just had two of our, well, one past client come rushing back to us um, in the last week, um, and one whose other site, I mean, you know, like you, I, I'm not saying everything, you know, hey, we make no, you know, everything's squeaky clean all the time, 100%. Um, you know, we, we try as best we can, but, you know, like you, it's, you know, it's good, you know, we, we follow the best practices that we can for an SEO. Um, but... None of our uh, none of our clients got hit, but we did get two um, back. One with a site that was assigned to another SEO, and, and we were working on another site. One that um, had left us a while back um, and came back, going, "We've got this warning now, and our rankings are dropping." And it was an interesting the way uh, sort of the spanking is being doled out because in both cases it appeared to be the warning shot went across, the rankings went down, but not a brutal. Uh, mm-hmm. push, right? They sort of went down four or five spots um, you know, into Webmaster Tools. You can see this warning. Well, in, in one case, this is a... a in one case, there's, there's nothing we can do for the client. Well, there is, but it would just be too expensive to do, and the client's going, well, no, we can't afford to, you know, you to spend like two straight weeks to get this back. Um, and, and in the other case, um, it's just we're, we're having to pull together too much information. So, it, I mean, we're, it's actually tomorrow we're, we're launching the re-inclusion request because we wanted to deal with all the problems first, but... Um, 
about three or four days later, bam, they went back even further. And in both cases, it was the same. So they took this little warning shot across the bow, few point drop, and then uh, then a few days later, um, then they were going down multiple pages. And it was isolated to the specific phrases where the bad links were, which I found really, really interesting. Okay. Uh, in, in one case, the client was revolved, it was, it was revolved around a blog network, which not coincidentally, I'd warned him about about four months earlier. Uh, because it was a blog network all virtually on, on you know, two or three different IP addresses, same server, same location. It was just a horrible disaster. Um, anyway, and, and the punishment was doled out for the phrases that that network was set up for. Um, and, and nothing else was really, uh, really negatively impacted. Um, so it, it's an interesting way that it's being dished out because it's, it's like they're not trying to punish you for everything. They're trying to punish you for the stuff you're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but but let you have uh, have the rest. So uh, it's an interesting thing. Some people might be seeing something a little bit different than that, though. But that's what we've seen. I don't think I'm talking out of school here. I think this this technique is is got to be three, maybe four years old now. Enough people are using it um, that where I might have been hesitant a year ago for you know burning uh, burning a friend's secret weapon. I'm, I I don't feel hesitant at all. Does this relate back to the top commenters trick that people would play on WordPress? Um, it doesn't seem to be, I mean, in the, in the cases that I've seen. Now, I'm not saying that that's not included um, in, in what's going on there. Um, but in, in the two examples that I've seen, that I've studied in depth, I, I've seen more, but you know, not that I've actually delved headlong into and, and spent hours researching. Um, in the two I've seen, that was not a factor, but it wouldn't surprise me to find out it is um, because it's, it's, it's ties of, of blog networks, really. I mean, it is what I've seen, but that it then cascades into blog spam in general. Um, you know, it, it just makes sense that that's a, a logical inclusion in, in this one. Or if it's not now, that it will be. <laughs> and, you know, th this is where our job as SEOs is to step up and go, oh, hey, you know, let's say you were using it. I, I don't personally, but let's say you were using top commentators. Well, whew, dodged a bullet there. No, clean it up <laughs> because you know what they're <laughs> after here. Right? I mean, the, the, you know, they may not have included it this time, but... <laughs> but you know what they're after right now. So one thing that did surprise me, and I, I, I'm sure it, it you know, has, has you know, surprised you, uh, you know, maybe a little bit too on this one. Historically, when we're looking at penalties like this, like when, when we're looking at Google giving people spankings for bad stuff, we normally see them just pull back. Um, so it's like, okay, all of this stuff is wrong. We're not including it. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to include it in our algorithm. So it's not that you're going to actually take a penalty it's just that we're taking any value you were getting out. So it might kind of look like a penalty. You're going to drop a few spots, right? But, it, you know, it, it's not the, this overarching, you know, and it's, it's all gone. This is, is the first time I've seen in a long time where it actually appears that they're giving a, a penalty in it. Um, and, I mean, I think you can definitely think of many examples on site. But to think of uh, the last time I saw this happen with a link build, um, kind of structure where this can be impacted. You know, I could do this against one of my competitors if I really wanted to. Um, you know, it, it's interesting to see it go that way and, and to go with this actual penalty. I would bet in that capacity it's probably a one-off. 
Like they'll catch people doing it, but who would be buying or paying for links and large scale blog networks to one of their competitors, knowing that they've worked for years? Probably not something a lot of people were, were employing. So they, they could escape it then. But if you launched in now with those strategies and Google didn't not do it again, um, yeah, you, you, could, you, could be, you could be bringing down competitors <laughs> by for, for fairly inexpensively because these blog networks are going to be pretty much devalued so you could probably get in cheap now um. <laughs> <laughs> okay so all you uh, vindictive seos out there um <laughs> give it a couple months and uh now go get them cowboys go get them <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting. You know what? Ask me again in, in a week or two. I'll chronicle because we're doing a reinclusion request tomorrow. Also, an interesting note for for webmasters out there: this is the first time I've seen a reinclusion request, like when they're going through the instructions on stuff that clearly says, "If you can't get rid of them, include all the links that that you have that you need to get rid of." And we're basically they're asking for for us to rat on each other. <laughs> to to go here's all the places here's the seo i you know boom 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 here's all the problems and here's where they came from um and it's the first time i've seen them be that i mean and, and you know i mean i don't god bless i don't deal a lot with penalties <laughs> um but it, it's the first time i've seen them be that out there and going hey this is the mess you've created hey if you can't get rid of them you know, report them all to us, and, and basically, um, it's it's a great system though to to enable us to go. Hey, here's some links. I know they violate the guidelines. I've asked the webmaster; they won't take them down. You know, please stop counting them. Do you remember, um, remember that scene? Remember that scene in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where like they where the uh, useless people on the second ship had come to Earth and they made leaves the basis of their economy. Oh, like yeah. leaves from trees, and they suddenly discovered the uh, wonders of hyperinflation because they had, you know, like just way too much money in their system, and so they decided to burn all the forests down. Uh, to, you know, to try to control inflation. Yep. I often think about Google and links, and I think <laughs> of that scene from the from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because, like, you people, you made links a commodity. You made them gold. And then you get mad that they get treated as gold and, and commodified and traded and, you know, used to obviously to, to, to move uh, websites around, your, around the, 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 the search engine results pages. But yeah. you people don't burn, you know, I don't think in this case that they're actually burning down the forest to control the, the inflation of, of links. But, <coughs> um, you know, like these things are bound to happen. Um, I guess Google's trying the best that they can to straighten out the mess without over-penalizing people whose probably wasn't their fault in the first place. But, oh, oh, yeah. just keeping up with it drives me crazy. You're right. I mean, it's it's rough to be Google, though, right? I mean, as, as, I mean not rough. You know, they're in a good spot. But, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, tough, it's, it's tough to be Google. It's yeah. tough to be Google. But, I mean, you know, we, we rag on them for stuff like this and talk, you know, commoditized it. And now you're having problems with it. Well, it sucks to be, you know, that's that's your problem. Well, yeah, as, as, as our good friend Jeremiah would say, it's really hard to build a search. <laughs> and especially when you got all of us out there trying to, trying to figure out the algorithm and game it. And you got the champion out there. He's got it down. That's what I heard. Um, that's the SEO champion for, for the yes, people. Uh, that, you so know, what, there's now 132 that. points. Now with that's the right. extra 50, there's now 132 points to the Google algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that, I'm afraid we are out of time. We've done it. We ranked the puck for a whole hour. You know what? I think we're going to have an actual live guest next week. Really? And 
I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a couple of days who it is. I'll make an announcement on Facebook and on Twitter, and I'll hopefully Webmaster Radio will echo it and stuff. But it's a biggie. Um, but we're out of time for the day. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Friends, have a great, have a safe long weekend. Don't drive under augmented reality. Um, and we will see you next week. We'll talk to you next week. Again, have a great long weekend, everyone. <laughs>